Well, welcome New Spring Church to the most encouraging hour of the week. And that's what I've been hoping for and that's what I've been praying towards all week long, that this would be literally the most encouraging hour you experience all week. I know that I need more encouragement in my life. I know that many of you need more encouragement in your life, so may this be that. And if you know anyone right now who needs more encouragement, more hope, more joy in their lives right now, how about you share right now that you're watching newspring.cc, you're watching church, or you might wanna take a screenshot and share this on your Instagram, or you might wanna make a TikTok about it. I don't know what you need to do, text your friends, call your parents, let them know that encouragement is, right, is happening right now at New Spring Church, and they can lean in right now. Um, like Lee and Ali said, we are in a series called Letters to the Church, Jesus writing letters, seven letters back in the book of Revelation that he knew would be read today, that he knew would bring life, that he knew would bring correction, that he knew would bring joy even in the 21st century. The passage we're looking at today is found in the book of Revelation chapter two, verse eight through 11, and we're going to read the letter to Smyrna and the letter in many ways to South Carolina. Come on, Revelation chapter two, verse eight through 11. And to the angel of the church in Smyrna write, the words of the first and the last who died and came to life. Or in other words, this is me, Jesus speaking to you. I know your tribulation or your trouble, your hard times and your poverty, but you are rich. And the slander of those who say that they are Jews and are not but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested. And for 10 days, you will suffer persecution. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. He or she who has an ear let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. If you're taking down notes this beautiful Sunday, the title of this message is Praised for Persecution. Haven't heard many messages about persecution before, but today you're gonna hear one, Praised for Persecution. Let's pray and we'll jump into this message. Lord Jesus, help us live lives, help us grow faiths, help us follow you in such a way that it would stand out to the point where we would be persecuted for it. Help us be praised for our persecution. In Jesus' name, amen. Last year I learned that the home college football game experience is different than the away college football game experience. It took me a couple of years. For the first two years living here, I only went to home football games. Now, I've said this many times. I don't have a specific affiliation. My chips aren't pushed in anywhere. I just live here in the upstate, so I go to a particular uh, game more often than not. And I'm telling you now, for the first two years, it was nothing but a, a positive experience. I would throw my shirt on. I've only got one shirt with this strip of color that is associated with this college football team. And I would go along to these home games, and it was so much fun. 
You'd walk down the street, everyone would be chanting and cheering, giving you fist bumps, getting excited. You get dragged into people's tailgates where they would shove a piece of fried chicken in one hand and a lump of buffalo chicken dip in the other hand and everyone was excited to see you. You'd get along to the, to the stadium and you'd find yourself sitting in a nice seat where everyone is cheering along and getting excited about the thing that you're excited about. But last year I went to my first away game and I'm here to let you know it's a very different experience. I put my same shirt on, just unbeknownst to me that that would draw a little bit more attention as I walked down the road towards this away stadium. I'm not gonna mention which team it was. It was a city in the state of South Carolina. I didn't hear a lot of chanting or cheering or people affirming the shirt that I was wearing. In fact, I copped heat. People were yelling at me. Instead of being invited into tailgates, I would be looking at people's tailgate food and they would say, get out of here. I'd be walking down the road towards that stadium and instead of people chanting and cheering and getting excited about me being there, they would say, get out of here, dirtbag. In fact, I was recognized a few times as I was walking up that road towards that stadium and I had even people going to me, hey, you're Dan Leanne. Get out of here, you dirtbag. That was the experience of the away game. Following Jesus should feel like an away game. Jesus made it clear in John chapter 15 that, 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 hey, if your master is gonna be persecuted for the purity of his love for God, don't expect to get a pass. You will be persecuted too. Jesus let us know you're gonna get heat for your faith because you are not of this world. Pastor Peter in 1 Peter would say, in fact, living in this world, this side of eternity, if you really wanna have a genuine faith that follows after Jesus, it's gonna feel like you're an alien on this earth, a stranger in this land. You're gonna stick out like a sore thumb and you won't necessarily be loved for it. Following Jesus should feel like walking into a college football stadium on an away game. That's what the church in Smyrna were experiencing. They were being praised for the persecution they were facing. Very quickly, Smyrna was a port city about 35 miles north of Ephesus. Last week, the Reverend Dr. Bishop Clayton King preached a phenomenal message about this church in Ephesus. Well, the messenger would go further north, 35 miles, and find this church in Smyrna. Smyrna was a wealthy port city, and they were famous for their myrrh production. That's the reason they were called Smyrna. Myrrh was used for deodorant. Uh, it was also used to deodorize dead bodies. So the entire city of Smyrna smelt like axe and old spice. They were famous for their worship of the Emperor Nero. There are old shrines that they have dug up with inscriptions. Nero is the savior of the world. As well as that, Smyrna was famous of their worship of the god Dionysus. Dionysus was the god of wine and partying. Okay, so it was a wild environment. And because these Jesus followers were following Jesus in an unashamed, brave way, it was drawing to them crazy amounts 
of persecution for which they were being praised. It says in verse nine that they faced tribulation and trouble. People made trouble for them because they were following Jesus. They faced poverty, or in other words, it cost them financially because they were following Jesus. They faced slander. People were spreading rumors and lies about them. Their name was brought into question because they were following Jesus. In verse 10, it actually says they would suffer, even be thrown into jail. Some would even be killed for their faith because they were so passionate about Jesus. Yet, they didn't flinch. They said, bring it on. If I'm gonna be taken down for the name of Jesus, that's a good reason to be taken down. If I'm gonna be called crazy, if I'm gonna stand out because of my love for God and his love for people, so be it. It is our honor, it is our privilege to pay the highest price because Jesus paid the highest price for us. They were praised for their persecution, which causes us to ask this question. If Jesus was to write us a letter, would he praise us for the kind of faith that draws heat into our world? Would he write us a letter saying, you know what, here's a fist bump, here's a chest bump, I wanna applaud you. You are living your life, you are conducting your faith in such a loud way that even though it draws attention to you and sometimes negative attention because you are so cleaved to my heart, because you are so committed to the kingdom, you go forward anyway being fine with being praised for persecution. In many ways, the purity of our faith will be relative to the persecution that we feel for the depth of that faith. Would you be persecuted? Would you feel heat? Mm. Do you feel heat for the way you follow Jesus? Because following Jesus is meant to feel like an away game. Now what I need to do now is define this persecution the church was being praised for. Because not all persecution you feel is necessarily persecution you would be praised for by Jesus. In fact, there are many people right now who kind of feel persecuted in life. I would say probably 2020 has brought about some very interesting circumstances that has a lot of people going, you know what, right now, Dan, I'm feeling so persecuted. But can I let you know that some things that you think is persecution that you would be praised for? Actually isn't. There are some people who say, you know, we're being persecuted right now by the government, you know, like I'm being forced to wear a face mask, I'm forced to be quarantined, I'm stuck here in a house, I've got air conditioning, got food in the fridge, I've got Netflix to watch. I am being persecuted, that's not, that's not called persecution. It's called a precaution and a luxury. Okay, there are some people saying, I'm being so persecuted right now. People are sending me videos on Facebook and, and they kind of have points of views that are different than mine and here's the kicker. They're not even opening the videos that I'm sharing with them. I'm feeling so persecuted right now. That's not necessarily the persecution we're talking about here in the Bible. It was very clear what this persecution was. It was the persecution that Smyrna faced. It was the persecution that the whole first century church faced. 
It's the persecution that the church of Jesus Christ has faced throughout the last 2,000 years and still to this day, all over the earth, genuine followers of Jesus are persecuted for these things that are talked about in Revelation chapter two, verse eight through to 11. They were persecuted, first and foremost, for their profession of faith. You wanna talk about the kind of persecution that you can be praised for? Be persecuted for your profession of faith. 2,000 years ago, in the Roman Empire, everyone's standard greeting was this, Caesar is Lord, hail Caesar. The Christians drew incredible heat because they would not make that declaration because only Jesus is Lord. So everyone is saying, hail Caesar, Caesar is Lord, hail Nero, Nero is Lord. The Christians would be crazy enough to say, you know what, Nero has a position in authority here in the earth, but the one who made the earth, who puts him into that position of authority is King Jesus, Jesus is Lord. They were being persecuted for their profession of faith. Who do you profess to be Lord? Now seriously, Ask yourself this question. You might wanna talk about this later on if you're doing a little bit of a, a watch party or if you're in a, a living room with your family or you're hanging out in a dorm room with a bunch of your college friends. Maybe at the end of this service, you might wanna ask this question. Who do you really profess to be Lord? Because there's a challenge here. I feel that in the South, like nine out of 10 people, when they're asked who their Lord is, they say that my Lord and Savior is Jesus Christ because at some point in your upbringing, you got baptized and you made that profession of faith. But listen to me, your profession of faith in the South can't be made with your lips, it can only be shown in your life. So what really, who really is Lord? And you can tell who your Lord is by doing simply the profess test. Now I've gotta warn you, this profess test we're gonna do now is gonna be a little bit invasive. It's like that, that COVID-19 test. I don't know if you had it done yet, but they basically get a stick about this long and they stick it into your brain. And the reason they do it is because they can't afford a false reading. It's uncomfortable, so they tell you to hold still. This professed test will be equally uncomfortable. So hold still and ask these questions. What are you really most passionate about? What do you spend most of your time and your money on? What do you get loudest about? What gets you angriest? Who or what do you listen to most? Over the last couple of months of disruption, what have you clung to? Because who you cling to in crisis actually is your Christ. The professed test will reveal to you, irrespective of what you declare with your lips, who your Lord is. And by the grace of God and for his glory, may we live lives that boom, Jesus is my Lord. No political party is my Lord. No pile of cash is my Lord. No pill is my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. The second thing the church in Smyrna were being persecuted for was for their worship. 
They were persecuted because they were absolute weirdos when it came to their worship. I remember a couple of years back, I did a, a, a river tubing ride down the Green River. I got told it was going to be really relaxing where you just jump onto like a river, uh, onto, a, onto a tire tube, and you just like drink a drink as you kind of roll down this sleepy river. It wasn't. It was, it was, it was a nightmare experience. And, and I actually fell out of the, 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 the tire tube at some point and lost a really expensive pair of sunglasses. So I'm freaking out. So I jump out of this river tube, and I'm like carrying this river tube, and I'm walking up the river, and I'm searching for my pair of sunglasses as people were going past me, just chilling out on their river, on, the, on, their, on their tire tube, drinking their cold water. And I, would, I look like such a weirdo trying to walk up that river. That is how we're meant to look as we follow Jesus in this day and in this age. Going against the flow, walking against the tide. The church in Smyrna were being persecuted because they were such weirdos. Every other household had so many idols set up in which they put their trust and they said, no, we're putting our trust in Jesus alone. Call us strange, call us weird, call us countercultural, but we're going after Jesus every single day and that brought for them incredible heat indeed. They were so strange in society. They were outliers, they were outcasts. People would point fingers and laugh because these Christians were so weird. Is there someone watching right now who would be brave enough and bold enough and to say, you know what, for the glory of Jesus in a world that is all heading in one way, I'm going to go against the flow, I'm gonna ride against the tide, and I am going to stand for Jesus, walk for Jesus, stride for Jesus, march for Jesus, even though they call me weird. Is there a teenager right now who's saying, you know what, when I go back to school, no matter what it looks like, I'm gonna stand for Jesus. I don't care how everyone else does relationships. I'm gonna do relationships in a God-honoring way. Is there a college student right now who's saying, you know what, I'm gonna do my college for Jesus. Instead of spending these three or four years trying to get as crazy as possible, no, I'm gonna spend these three or four years trying to get as much Christ as possible. Is there a family here watching right now who's saying our family is gonna shine light in our neighborhood for Jesus? Instead of getting caught up in all the drama and all the division, I'm gonna get about the kingdom of God. I'm gonna shine light, I'm gonna show love. Come on, is there a businessman or businesswoman right now who would say, you know what, I'm gonna get weird for Jesus. I don't care about building my business. I'm building the kingdom. The Smyrna church was being persecuted because they were so weird and countercultural. I fear that as a church, we have been lulled into the lie that our ultimate goal is to be relevant. Jesus didn't die so that we could be relevant. Jesus died so that we could be a part of a revolution. The Smyrna church said, I don't care what anyone says. We're going against the flow. You wanna call us crazy for our worship? So be it. And the third thing that we're being persecuted for was for their invitation. The church of Jesus in Smyrna and the church of Jesus all the way through history has been called out for being so weird in the way they invited all people to come into relationship with God. We know that we're facing this persecution because there's a reference to the synagogue of Satan. 
people who say they were Jews but were not. Here Jesus was saying, you're getting heat because there are a bunch of people here who adhere to 10 commandments and 621 moral laws. They have all of these rules and all of these regulations, all of these passcodes one must have to enter into a relationship with God and you are flying in the face of that and you're saying it doesn't matter if you're rich, if you're poor, if you're east side, if you're west side, if you're a tiger, if you're a gamecock, if you're from the north or you're from the south, everyone is invited into a relationship with King Jesus. And by the grace of God for many years to come, may we as a New Spring Church always be criticized for that that we make it way too easy for people to come into friendship with Jesus. Now, be warned, if you come into a friendship with Jesus, this will transform every part of your life. You will not ever be the same, because that's what happens when you hang out with a king. But do not be mistaken, we need to be criticized consistently for being a church who says that, hey, we're not just for a particular kind of people, we're for all people. Hey, hey, we honor tradition, but we're not gonna allow traditionalism to make it hard for people to get connected to Jesus. They were persecuted for their invitation. I've been praying all week. I'll be praying for many days to come that in the second half of my life, I'm 44 right now, I'm gonna make it to at least 88 because I eat well. that I would live my life, I would conduct my faith, I would pursue my Jesus in such a way that it would draw for me heat, heat indeed. And I beg you and I implore you to make a decision today to have that kind of faith as well. I've received at least one message every single day, at least a couple of emails a week over the last couple of months with people feeling very upset about how divided the world is right now. And I just wanna make a public declaration that any division within the people of God is a work of the devil. If Jesus prayed for our unity, it must be close to the heart of the Father. So I'm just, I wanna let you know, as a people of God, we need more love, more grace, more forgiveness, more empathy, more conversations, more listening, more believing, more understanding, more letting people off the hook, more believing the best, come on, more giving the benefit of the doubt. There is no space for division in the family of God. A house divided against itself will fall. But don't think you're gonna get through life and not feel division in the earth. Because division is part of the course. Jesus said in Luke chapter 12, verse 51, do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. Woo! Isn't Jesus like kind of peace, love, and mung beans and just coming down? Everyone just kind of, no. Light is gonna expose darkness. Come on, truth is gonna expose lies. Even though there should be no division within the family of Jesus, there will be division in these days in the earth. But the division was never meant to be rich versus poor, the haves versus the have-nots. 
Division was never meant to be black versus white, north versus south, Republican versus Democrat. The division was always meant to be Jesus versus everyone else. And would you be brave enough to push your lot in with Jesus? It's the kingdom of light versus the kingdom of darkness. Will you choose in these days to have a faith that associates with the kingdom of light even though it brings heat into your world? Would you choose love over hate? Would you choose forgiveness over offense? Would you choose to break bread over breaking ties? Would you choose kindness over indifference? Would you choose transformation over the same old, same old? Would you choose generosity over greed? Would you choose humility over pride? It's not gonna be easy, but if you would live that kind of bold faith, even if you're persecuted for it, I'm telling you now, that's the kind of stuff Jesus gives fist bumps for. By the grace of God and for his glory, may we have the same courage that Polycarp had. Polycarp was the pastor in Smyrna when John wrote these letters. And Polycarp would pay with his life for his faith. So committed to his profession of faith in Jesus, so committed to his worship, so committed into inviting everyone into a relationship with Jesus Christ, he would eventually be burned and stabbed to death for his faith. But this is the account of the end of his life. He was told to deny Christ and you will be set free. Polycarp would respond, 86 years now I have served him and he has done me no wrong. How can I blaspheme my king and my savior? When they went to fix him to the nails, they said, um, Polycarp said, leave me as I am. For he that gives me strength to endure the fire will enable me to not struggle without the help of your nails. Woo, I want that kind of courage. We, New Spring Church, need that kind of courage. With the heat turned up, but to not run away. Choosing Jesus, even though we are persecuted for it. So as we wrap up our time together, I love to do two simple things. Number one, I would love to pray for anyone watching right now who over the last 28 minutes, you've gone, you know what? Jesus isn't my Lord. I would love to lead you in a simple prayer that heaven will hear and will change eternity, your eternity, beginning today. Following Jesus isn't about religious practices, regulations, or legalism. It's all about recognizing Jesus loves us just the way we are and his love transforms us into what we were destined to be. And it begins with you opening up your heart to him. So you might wanna pray this prayer after me right now as you're watching. Jesus, I make you Lord, amen. If that's you and you pray that prayer, you might wanna text CARE to 30303. We're pumped about your jump, but we're committed to your journey and we would love you with it. We would love to help you with your next step. For the rest of us, can you do something 
right now, wherever you're sitting, wherever you're watching, if you're driving a car, you don't have to do this, but just stand to your feet right now. Just stand to your feet right now. This is a symbol of us saying, you know what? In a kingdom of darkness, we choose, come on, to stand for the kingdom of light. Let's do it. Lord Jesus, we choose you. We say, even though it brings us heat, even though we might be persecuted for it, even though we might be rejected for it, even though it might bring discomfort into our journey, give us grace to stand in the fire for your glory. With a world heading in one direction, we stand with you. Help us do this for your name's sake. In Jesus' name. And everyone who will be praised for their persecution said, amen. God bless.